Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Today is going to be a really exciting show because I have a guest that has agreed to come on and she's over right now outside of London in Essex, England. And this is such a treat for Awakening Divine Wildness because this lady is the rainbow shaman. Claire Chatter is from Essex. And her shamanic training is in the Peruvian lineage. She's a Mesa carrier and has received sacred, am I saying that right, Mesa? Yeah. Uh-huh. Rights, which have been installed and strengthened. Her training, she's done extensive training, and which is also known as the medicine wheel. And it's common to spend at least a year in each direction building a relationship with power. And when we talk about directions, we are referring to the South, the West, the North, and the East. You know, we all have that energy within us. She's had a lifelong initiation process into shamanism, which she feels chose her rather than her choosing it, which will be very interesting to hear about. She's been able to have a dialogue and a language with formless energy, which is worth more than all the things in reality. It's her belief that as a species, we will be awakened to this ability of communicating more and more. Science calls it metaphysics, but Claire likes to call it mind power. You could say it's a conversation with God. And she's going to open up this show with a special prayer for all of the listeners today. Claire, welcome. Thanks, Mel. It is an absolute honor to be here. So thank you. Mm. You look wonderful in your headdress. I I just love it. I just know this is going to be so much fun. So take it away, girl, with your beautiful prayer. Okay, so let me invite everyone just to come into a place of presence. Bring all your energy into yourself right now. Take a nice deep breath in. Hold it at the top. And out. Just be with yourself for this invocation. Hompi hompi sasha mama. Hompi hompi mighty otorongo. Hompi hompi siwakenti. Hompi hompi hatanapikin. Beautiful Mother Earth. Thank you, Father Sky. Wera kocha, wakantanka, inti taitai, mama kuila, ahawapichai. Beautiful. I cannot think of a better day to do this because last night we had a full moon at 12 12 on 12 12. 
Yeah. So this show will be appearing um, later, but it's such a high energy day, such a powerful day to talk about shamanism. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I started my spiritual path, I never heard that word. But in the last 10 years, it keeps coming up and I keep meeting different shamans and I've been reading books. So I want to introduce the audience to shamanism and have them understand it and start to embrace the beauty and the power of what a shaman has. Yes, it is. It's an, it's an honorable lineage and part of the Cairo's prophecy was to come down to the mountain and to share this wisdom um, with the rest of our species so that it's got to people like me. And um, they've, they've written permission to certain people to teach their, their lineage. They don't write books or anything so that it doesn't become misconstrued or taken out of context or learned in the wrong way. It's very specific so that we hold the, the sacredness and the honor of the energy. And it does, it works with the four directions. So that, for me, another way of saying that is that you could have um, an entirely highly evolved being in one direction that you work with and find a relationship with. It's almost the different personalities of oneness, the different personalities of God. Um, I mean, for me, everything is all one, but when you get into the metaphysical realms, there's three part beings there as well. That makes sense. But their understanding is that we're all connected to the one. Yes. The same as us. We are three part beings in the physical realm as well. Now, I mentioned that I had read a book once called The Four Ways about the directions and that each direction had specific personality traits, had certain powers. Uh, and gifts that we are meant to bring to this, to civilization. Can you explain what you mean by the four directions? So in the South, we have Sasha Mama and she comes in and shows herself to me as a snake. So we often use animals and um, if I journey, I will find different animals coming in and different metaphors and symbols. And that's almost me having a dialogue with the metaphysical. So that's how I would understand it, rather than in words, in stories and in symbols, using animals so that they can relate to my human understanding. Um, and it helps during a healing because depending on which animal comes in, you know what specific theme you're working on. So the South, for instance, is all about shedding, shedding the past, shedding old patterns and behaviors. So if snake comes in, you've got, you know, you've got some unraveling to do. Uh, in, in the West, we have uh, Jaguar and this is fear-based so that you, you, if Jaguar comes in, you know that you're working on a fear-based issue. The North is a hummingbird and she represents magic and joy. And I guess in, in the coaching way, you would say finding your life purpose or, you know, your meaning, what brings you life force. 
and the east is all about perspective and bigger picture those eagle eyes that can see eagle and condor that can see from from far far away oh i love it so when you're doing a session with a client you're obviously working with the four directions and an one of those animals one of will come in and as a symbol for you to help that client yes exactly so i would work with a mesa this is a mesa oh i'm glad you showed that that's fascinating tell us about the mesa and and what it means it literally translates as table so it, this is a bundle so you fold it up to contain the power and contain the energy if somebody came for a session, you open it in a very special particular way and it becomes a table. And inside are what we call kuyas, which are stones. And kuya uh, means carrier. So this carries the wisdom and the story. And depending on which kuya is picked, that will also represent one of the directions and a theme of the healing. So it would represent that person's block if they came with, say, relationship issue. They might pick um, past life kuya. So that will tell me that it's probably fear-based and they've got past life threads attached to this issue. How many stones are inside there? Twelve. In the mesa. The inside of mesa. You have three for each direction. You can put other ones in that represent other things as well. You would have an extraction stone, for instance. But yes, 12 to be picked from. So when you start the session, you open up the mesa and lay it out. Mm -hmm. And the fabric of the mesa, is it sacred fabric? Has it been blast? Is it from a particular place? Yes. Um, you start with a mesa cloth on your very first training and you can never wash it. Whoa, why? So, because if you washed it, you would take out all the energy. If okay. you can change your mesa cloth, but it takes, um, you would need to wrap it in the other one. It takes a whole process, probably lasting for about two weeks before you can exchange them over. But usually, yes, your mesa cloth is your mesa cloth, wouldn't be washed, it contains all the energy. Um, and you feed it. So I would put sugar and blessings and offerings inside the mesa as well. It's like an energetic extension of me. So it needs to be fed and nourished and, and looked after and prayed on. How did you pick your cloth? Um, my original one is inside actually, and that's a baby blanket. And that was my daughter's um, baby blanket. So that was very special and held a lot of energy for me as well um, about birth and creation and new life. And the fluffy on the outside is, um, oh, it's really cuddly. It's like, it's fluffy. I don't know if you can see. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, I love the idea of your daughter's baby blanket. What beautiful energy to have contained. And as you said, it's about birthing. Oh my, and wonderful. You lay it all out, and then does your client get on top of that? You would have it on, on a table there. Mm -hmm. The couch where they lay to have the healing is a, is a separate couch. Ah, lay them out somewhere else, and they would pick one of the pick one of the stones. 
Wonderful. Uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the stones and how they connect to the different directions. Mm -hmm. So you can have illuminations, which I work with illumination in the south, and they would have different themes and different stories in the stones as well. So that, that might be, for instance, a punishment stone or a relationship stone relating to a specific issue. And then in the west, you have past life stones. In the north, you have soul retrieval. And in the east is contract cutting. Oh, I just love the sound of, of all of this. I mean, I'm mesmerized by it. I, it's, it's just beautiful. You've been training how long to do all of this? So it's at least four years. And I have, I've had practitioner insurance for about three. And um, I feel my training is forever continuing. I don't know whether I will ever see myself as sort of done. There's so much exploration and you kind of, you learn on the job because you make these connections with the metaphysical and then they can teach you other things or show you, I guess it's like learning a language. Mm -hmm. Once you know a little bit of it, then you can start to speak a little bit more and a little bit more. And yeah, it's, um, there's so many layers. Was there a reason why you pursued this? Something specific that inspired you? Uh, were you always very spiritual and this was just the next step in that journey? Yes. I got ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease, when I was nine. And, and that provoked the spiritual journey for me personally. Um, because we did medication for a certain amount of time and then decided, actually, this isn't for me. There's another way. Um, so I had, a, yes, a healing journey all my life. And I, I did Indian spiritual practice for a little bit. I did Reiki masters and um, suddenly found myself in shamanism. And it was, yes, I was, I was suddenly there and... And working and I thought well look looked around how did I get here again and yes it was you, you say shaman and I said shaman it which is the correct way potato potato oh okay based on accents or whatever yes I, think so, okay, I didn't know if I was mispronouncing it all this time okay now you also talk about three parts of beings that um connecting our thought patterns, our energy, um, for our body to, to connect to our soul. Can you elaborate a little bit about how you work with those three components and what it does for someone? Yes, so the three-part being understanding is that we are mind, body, spirit, let's say. Mm -hmm. And the, this means that the healing is really interactive. So that the, the client on the couch really becomes a part of their own healing and really understands it. Um, I don't know everything about all other spiritual modalities, but most of the time, if you went for a spiritual healing, you just lay there and receive. 
there's not really any participation from the client. Whereas in shamanic healing, and certainly what I do, is we very much work with the mind to get the cognitive shift so that the energy doesn't return, so that your block doesn't return. Because if you didn't tweak the mind as well, you just take the heavy energy off, you're just going to recreate that block again because you've still got the belief installed in the, in the mind. So it's, for me, hit of the whole fruit that you get. It's like counselling and psychotherapy as well as energy healing for the body so that the client really understands, oh, that was the belief that wasn't serving me. That was the thing that was the problem. And they get the aha shift and they can really move into a, a new frequency in it. So people say you can really feel that because there's a relationship to what's going on and it's, and it's understood in the mind then felt in the body and the the soul part is where we would come in and journey to the other worlds why so would journey to the metaphysical and have a conversation with their soul or their higher self or whatever that is and get any insight that needs to be passed down from then that third part to to reveal any revelations that's coming through that way so for me it's really important to have all of those three things because we are three part beings that why wouldn't you make it thorough and make sure that you're locked in on each section now i know the listeners someone's going to want to know the answer to this question yeah can this be done remotely or must the client always be in your physical presence and in the presence of the mesa and the stones when I first started, I would only do it in person. And, but since I have been doing online sessions and I've worked in a particular way where I give my kuyas a number so that the person then picks a number rather than a stone. And if it's a soul retrieval, I would send an integration journey that they then would have to listen to afterwards. So you take, you have to then lie down and you would take yourself through the journey so that it can be installed. Um, but feedback from distance clients is yes, that they can totally feel it. Um, what I say with their experience matches up. So if, from my experience, yes, it is totally, energy knows no time and space and you can do each one remotely, yes. Oh, that's wonderful, because I know people are probably going to say, I want to do this, and then can it be done this way? That's fascinating. What do you think is the most important aspect of shamanism? If you, if you could sum it up, what would be the number one benefit that someone could get from a session with you? For me, it's that knowing and understanding because it's like a self-development session as well. Because you have the, the mind power and the cognitive shifts for the brain, it's like um, the idea of understanding precedes forgiveness. So that if you're holding on to something, you don't need forgiveness if you have that layer of understanding and you've then um, awakened the person or heightened their awareness, evolved their soul because the mind is understood and been opened. 
so for me that's that's key on what somebody's going to get out of it it's really almost a self-realization that comes out of the session yes or like a self-remembering it's like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of oh yeahs in here, let me tell you. Uh, most of them I have faced head on now and dealt with, thank God, but there were many that were suppressed for many years. I'll tell you, it took, this has been a 30-year journey for me of clearing all the oh yeahs. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, you have on your beautiful website a lovely free resource for the audience. I would love for you to describe it, tell them about it, and how they can get it. Okay, so on the website I have a three-part video series and it's, it explains, to, for me, two major secrets that a powerful shaman will know that society has forgotten. And if you go to the front page of the website, you'll see, you would put in your name, where to send it. And then I would send you your three-part video series revealing those secrets and insights. Can you share one secret with us now? Just a little kind of a tidbit so they understand what you're talking about. Without revealing too much, what would you consider a secret? certainly one thing that, that society has forgotten or when we remember then we soon forget again is the interconnectedness of everybody that oneness yes that we are all at the whole because we come into life and suddenly we're in our bodies again and we're just so identified with this with the flesh with the body we, we are right here um, and it, it takes moments of being present or moments of the work to, to realize the oneness and go, oh yeah, what's going on with them is also a mirror for me. And every time you meet up in groups, it's like you're a mirror of everybody. That's certainly why I love shadow work and doing shadow work alchemy because you see your brothers and sisters doing the same things as you and alchemizing the same problems just in a different experience and it makes it all so um so divinely beautiful and interlocked um but that's that's certainly one of the things that even if you do know it's too often forgotten and it just takes a conscious mind to keep keep remembering that piece and that is such an important lesson especially in these times we're seeing such separation here in the states and there's so much violence daily you know people with guns and whatnot and you've experienced it in england as well where people are fearful and threatened by one another they've attached themselves to dangerous ideology that is teaching them hatred so it is so important that we, we come back to that fact that we are all one. 
That is so important. Yes. Well, you are just a sheer joy. I love your headdress. I asked you if you'd wear it. You did. It probably is heavy and I'm and a little uncomfortable, but bless you for doing that because when I first saw you in your headdress, I said, oh God, I have got to connect with this lady. There was something energetic about the photograph that just caught me and I said, I know she is going to be a wise soul and you are my girl, you are. So thank you again. Would you give your website address so that everybody knows exactly how to get you? And I'll also put it in the show notes. Yes, thank you. I will spell it out for you because it might sound like a bit of a mouthful. I'm Pash Ceremony. So that's www.pashceremony.com. And will you tell the listeners what Pash means? Because it is an acronym for something. Peruvian Archetype Shamanic Healing. Yes. <laughs> Look at you, my dear goddess. You are fabulous. Thank you so much for your time today and for your wisdom. This has really been just such a sheer treat for me. I just love it. And me, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Mm. Blessings to you and everybody listening. Thank you, dear. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. Be sure to visit brokenopen-book.com to get a copy of Mal's new best-selling book, Broken Open, Embracing Heartbreak and Betrayal as Gateways to Unconditional Love. And for a limited time, you can get over 40 transformational gifts from Mal's launch partners. Claim all of this goodness at brokenopen-book.com.